This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 193 of Youpreneur FM. I'm your host, Chris Ducker. Thank you so much for being with me, as always. And uh, here we go, the beginning of December, everyone. We're into the final stretch of the year. What are you doing to plan for 2017? Drop me a tweet, at Chris Ducker, hashtag planning2017, and I'd love to know. Seriously, do that. I'd love to know what you're up to. So this week on the show, we've got Vincenzo Landino on to talk about how he's built his own personal brand over the last 18 months using predominantly live video. And believe me, he's landed some massive, massive consulting clients. So I know you're going to love that. Before I do that, however, please let me remind you that as a listener of Youpreneur FM, you get free access to the Youpreneur Launchpad course, which is uh, three videos and a few other bits and pieces that have all bundled together for you. And all you've got to do is head over to chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad, and you can go ahead and get instant access. That's chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad. Make sure you go and check it out. I know it's going to help you build your brand and your business as a direct result. So Vincenzo, or Enzo, as he is called by his friends, um, is a very smart young man who uh, I recently got to know via my very good friend, Amy Schmidauer, uh, who happens to be dating <laughs> Enzo. And uh, bottom line is, um, we got uh, talking about a few bits and pieces at Social Media Marketing World earlier on in the year. And I said to myself, you know what? He's too smart. He's too savvy. I've got to go ahead and get him on the show to talk about how he's built his business, which is a very flourishing, very quick growing business based around live video and everything streaming related. Now, we know that we've discussed this a few times on the show before with a couple of other guests. However, the reason why I keep bringing it up is because this is the future of online content creation and marketing and publishing going into 2017 and way, way, way beyond. Things are moving faster than they ever have done before in this space, and Vincenzo is 100% got his finger on the pulse. I know you're going to enjoy this chat. Here it is, myself and Enzo chatting up a storm. So, Vincenzo, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. It's all my pleasure. I've been really looking forward to doing this chat because we, we've only met once very briefly at a mm-hmm. conference earlier on in the year. And, um, you know, we've got lots of mutual friends. And I see you online all the time. You're, you know, you're popping up live and you're doing your thing. And, you're working, you know, with uh, you know, with big brands and and Applebee's and Mazda and all these guys. And yeah. I'm thinking, well, I have to get this guy onto the onto the show to talk about. See, when I when I think about you, and I'm sure there's many different strings to the bow, but when I think about you, I think about personal brand, and I think about live video. That mm-hmm. for me is kind of like that's where I align myself with you. Um, and obviously, I mean, you've got the, uh, you've got the, um, the podcast, the brand boost podcast as well. Um, and lots of other stuff that you've got sort of rolling along with, but 
How did this all begin for you from a live video perspective? I mean, like, was it just you started to get active on Snapchat and, and Facebook Live and Periscope and everything? Or was it a little bit more um, focused, a little bit more deliberate? It's, uh, it was not deliberate at all. And okay. people, when people ask me this question, it's, it, they're always expecting some elaborate plan, like master plan. <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows that I'm not like a master I mean I was not a planner in that regard sure. um and so when live video popped up last year with um with Meerkat that's when I I started using it but it, I didn't even start using it with any intention I mean obviously now if you listen to a lot of things I talk about and a lot of the things that I say I I preach you know being uh, uh having an intent with anything you do and being deliberate and but for me, the way I got started was totally by happenstance. I mean, I was um, I was sitting at home. I got stood up for a date. The very quick story: Ouch. I got stood up for a date. Yeah. Oh, don't make and, it quick. Let's draw this out as much as we can. <laughs> I was supposed to go. It was a Saturday night, and um, I was supposed to go out, and I got stood up or whatever happened. I don't even remember exactly what happened. And Meerkat was out, so I I, I said, let me let me play around with meerkat tonight I'm, I'm home so let me just check this thing out and, and see what's going on and and i said let me i'm gonna broadcast i'm gonna do a broadcast and i didn't want to talk about you know marketing or anything like that i just wanted to go on and just see what if people would even show up like what would happen <clears throat> and at the time i you know I, I was building my my brand i was trying to you know have a presence online and have more of a you know just to have my face out there but i wasn't really focused on how to do it and so it was totally totally uh just random that i started broadcasting and singing on meerkat and i love karaoke what were you anyway. singing uh well i started off with Bill- it's very very funny it was nine o'clock on a saturday night so i started <laughs> singing billy joel piano man and um <laughs> so i started with that i went for seven hours chris are you serious well, I was drinking whiskey. On, on okay. Oh, the, dude, I've done that as well. On, That's on so dangerous. I, okay, so let me just interject. And some, <laughs> this some is, of, this <laughs> is terrible for people that are like... <laughs> this is personal branding 101 right here. Yeah, be very cool. honest. Be transparent, everybody. Be transparent. No, and I... He needs to help you get the transparency out. Oh, my out. gosh. I remember one time. Oh, my gosh. I remember one time I was in the house on my own, which is so <laughs> bloody rare in my family. Trust me, right? Yeah. Uh, my wife and my kid, I, I think they were out for a sleepover or something like that, our youngest. And so I decided, and I, I, was, I was getting pretty popular on Periscope at the time. I was scoping three or four times a week. I was doing well. So I decided... I was in, in my infinite wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided I was going to record a Scotch and Scope, <laughs> and that's what I called it. And I started at nine p.m. and I didn't stop until I think just after twelve midnight. And I had done half a bottle of Bullet Bourbon on my own. Wow! Um, and I got—I mean, I didn't—I—I I wasn't drunk. Okay, I want to clarify. Like, I wasn't really drunk, but I was mm-hmm. tipsy. Uh, and and still aware, and it started with me asked, answering business questions and going backwards and forwards and that sort of type of thing. But then by the end of it, the harmonica had come out, the blues backing tracks had been playing oh, on the goodness. iTunes, and I was I was tooting my harmonica and singing the blues with some of the, with some of my people that were still on. 
and I and, and I remember the thing that made me stop the recording was that somebody had come on at the beginning, gone out to dinner with his wife, came back, and then tuned in again, and he said, "Dude, you're still here." <laughs> Oh, and I was like, I gotta end. This is stupid. I gotta end this. And so I ended it. Now, yes, I was tipsy, obviously, but um, I wasn't drunk to the point where I just crashed and went to sleep. I was mindful enough to delete that broadcast immediately after it was done. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know that I know that the wicked, the wicked. You know the wicked part of you saying, "Oh man, I wish I could have watched that," but um, yeah. no, I deleted, I deleted it. And uh, I actually, yeah, I, I had a couple of emails from people the other, you know, the the day afterwards saying, "Like, dude, it was hilarious. Like, you were great. Like, you should play the harmonica more often on your podcast and stuff like that." And I was like, "But they said, you know, good idea to delete it. Good idea." <laughs> yeah, it was probably it probably was smarter to do that. Yeah. Um, but but I was I'm sure you're a better singer than me. So um, okay, so piano man. Uh, this is by the way, this is what everybody tunes into the show for: complete random rambling. So keep going. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking back now, and it, so I'm singing, and there's people showing up. I mean, this broadcast was like the first broadcast that ever had a thousand people in it, right? On Meerkat. Wow. Wow. At least that's what I was told by some folks. I, who knows? And at the time, the celebrities like Jimmy Fallon didn't, wasn't on it yet. Um, so those that were broadcasting, you know, were getting quite a bit of notoriety and whatnot. So I did this and Gary Vaynerchuk showed up and um, Mark Andreessen showed up. And, and you know, uh, for those that don't know, he's a venture capitalist, uh, one of the one of the biggest and so he he popped in and even commented and i was like what am i doing and he was like oh these are great songs and and so you know i'm reading and these comments are flying through there's thousand you know thousand people watching it and uh i finally shut it off after seven hours well i went to you know i went to bed woke up the next morning or it was the next morning i woke up the next afternoon the next afternoon (laughs) and people are talking about this thing and they're like oh did you see the guy who did karaoke like yahoo it was like on the yahoo front page they were talking about meerkat and there was an article and in the article they were talking about like the 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 guy who did a seven hour meerkat stream singing karaoke so what happened was i basically did something kind of outlandish but i didn't do it with a i didn't say to myself i'm gonna do this to get noticed i just did it yeah you were just having fun with it yeah that's all i had fun and then um and then that's how some of the brands started noticing me applebee's project came up right very soon thereafter because they were like well this kid's pretty funny on you know he's he's great on on live stream with we should have him come in and host this uh this thing we're doing in times square and so that kind of was a not not even kind of that was the launch pad into everything else that I've been doing. Um, and, but if, if it wasn't for that one stream, I probably would have, I'm not going to say I would never have gotten any of these other opportunities, but it would have been a lot harder and longer of a road. So, I mean, to tell, to tell people, uh, some long story about a plan is, would be false. I mean, it was, it was very, very right place, right time. But also the fact that I wasn't afraid to show my personality and who I who I was. You know, I, I love karaoke. I love music. I, 
I like having fun. I, you know, and I'm, I was in my kitchen just singing. I think it, I think I was dancing at times. I mean, it was just, it was me being me, you know, and sure. that's what, what got noticed. And so if, if there is a lesson to take from it, it's that, that that's the lesson. It's, it's that, um, you, you have to be somewhat transparent. If, if not, I, I say be fully transparent. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite quotes from my grandmother is, um, and I've, I never really understood it when she used to tell me when I was younger, of course, like whoever, whoever oh, yeah, does. No, we, we don't listen to never. old people to me when we, <laughs> and so it, um, the, the saying is that, uh, what you don't do, nobody will find out. And so mm-hmm. I kind of interpreted it. I, I have since interpreted it as you, if you are genuinely and you know yourself in everything you do, you don't have to create you know any false personas. You don't have to yep. be anything you're not. So the things that you don't do, no one will know. And and so when people ask me like, oh well, don't you have a personal and a business like uh, hat that you wear? I'm like, no, because everything I do is is goes towards the same exact you know the pot. It goes towards the same. You throw it all in the same pot. You know, it's like. Uh, it's like gumbo, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, it all gets mixed together. I mean, my business thrives because my personal brand, my personal life is is kind of mixed in. Now, that's not to say I don't have private moments. I mean, I don't I don't put everything out there, but at the same time, I don't act differently either. And that's really really important. Is that you know you don't want to be one person in business and then a totally different person you know privately with your with your spouse or with your family i mean that's that's there's no point in doing that i, yeah. I don't think so no i i agree with you 100 percent. and i've told the story before on the show where when i first got active online back in very early 2010 you know i was already building um the lift to sell group which is my large outsourcing company we now have almost 500 people working for us there but at that point, I was at probably around 130-ish, so not a small company by any stretch of the imagination. But um, I remember explicitly when I started blogging and podcasting. I was blogging in January, podcasting April that year. And um, I remember explicitly holding back yeah. because I was concerned about what some of my corporate clients would say about yeah. this or that or this comment or, or the way I, you know, perceived my own views of business in this way or that way. Um, and it took me a couple of years. I mean, it was 2012 when I kind of relaunched everything with my own personal brand attached to it. And I promised myself that this is it. Like what you see is what you're going to get now. I'm not going to hold back anymore. And guess yeah. what happened? As you can probably guess, everything blew up at that point because people want to do business with other people. There, there shouldn't yeah. be any smoke and mirrors. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I know that you're a big sort of proponent, proponent of that. And I, I, you know, one of the reasons why I'm attracted to what you do and the way you do it is because it's clear that there's no smoke and mirrors. Like you are who you are. Now, sure, you might be a little bit more goofy away from the camera, but that's what, you know, that's, that's what we're all about. You know, you know, for me, the whole thing is like with, and I know that you spent a bit of time with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary and I have spent lots of time together, either in person or on on the phone now. And and he is what he what you see is that's him. Like it's, it's oh yeah, completely him all the time. Now I'm not saying you've got to go out and do what Gary V does, but what I am saying is that 
I think it pays very well for you to be yourself at, at, at all times. And, and it's clear that if you follow that, um, that mindset, that uh, good things will happen sooner or later. And they'll happen for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I, that's the, what you just said is, is probably the, the biggest takeaway there that anybody can you know, grab is that when you are yourself, things happen for the right reasons and they happen, um, they happen at the right time. Whereas if you try to force, in, you know, force things into happening or you're not yourself, you end up in situations where you know, I've seen people who are not themselves. They land maybe a major project or a major um, client or just an opportunity and it's way above their what they actually are capable of doing. And then they get stuck in this situation where now how do they produce or how do they perform and they can't. Then they look bad and, and it's, you know, there's kind of hate back and forth between a client. And so like, I've seen a lot of that as well because people are not willing to just be themselves. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the power of being yourself. You know, I, I truly believe that that's what we should all be doing in, in our own special little way. So let me ask you this. I mean, you know, live video, streaming, whatever you want to call it. We've talked about it on the show. I've had Alex Pettit on a couple of times, who's probably the most famous kind of UK based, mm-hmm. uh, you know, streamer or live video guy. Um, we've had Kim Gast on the show before. I mean, Amy's been on the show before. Um, Amy Schmidauer, um, yep. you know, where where do you see? I mean, so much has happened, right, since you did that seven hour karaoke marathon. Oh, yeah. Like in the last year, so much has taken place in this particular world. Um, how do you see things developing? I'm always curious to see it you know, with other people that are really into uh, you know the live video side of things. How do you see? this whole thing kind of unraveling in the next 12 months or so it there's there's so much right now happening right so i mean it's 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 just blown up in the last so many different things have happened in the last 12 months i just i have no idea where it's going to be in a year from now it's it's hard to even say what's going to happen the next in the next four weeks and never mind 12 12 months but if i'd have to say something it's that um you know, we do have, there's, you know, virtual reality is on the rise. Uh, I see these live experiences happening, um, you know, happening in virtual and augmented realities soon. And I think that, you know, live video won't, won't, I don't think live video, uh, is going to totally crush cable although i i have actually said that so if people look up any of my content they can you'll see that i've made videos and mentioned that i think live video can crush you know cable networks i i don't think that will happen 100 percent. the more i talk to um you know the more research i do on the subject i find that there is a very very strong affinity toward cable the people that have it they're like well i love watching tv on my big screen and i'm, I'm actually one of those uh but there is a very large population of people that are like i don't have cable i don't have a television i watch everything on youtube or i watch on my phone or my ipad right and so i think what's going to happen is that we're going to see a lot more traditional media <clears throat> outlets focusing on these live video or or video in general but live video to distribute their content 
um, you're, you know, I would love to see like an HBO embrace the power of live video to broadcast things like Game of Thrones. That was one of my, um, that was a predict, not even a prediction. That was kind of my call to action to HBO at one point. Like, hey, you guys should get people, lure them in by doing it on live video, doing like the opening episode of a season on live video and watch your social page blow up. And then people are going to rush to go subscribe to HBO Now or HBO Go, whatever it is, mm. for 15 bucks a month. Um, but I think that the more the networks uh, – not the networks, but like the social platforms like Facebook puts the emphasis in their algorithm on live video, the more it's going to be – or the, the, the more we're going to see on there and the less you can ignore it, Right. Um, yeah, because so, I think I'm so glad you use that term because I think there's a lot of people that are ignoring it right now. Like they know it's there, they mm-hmm. know it's working, they know it's big, but they're ignoring it for one reason or another, right? Maybe they just don't want to deal with the tech. Maybe they just, you know, because it's live, they they feel like it's not necessarily on demand, although obviously replays are available anywhere now. I mean, why do you, why do you think people are kind of resisting live video uh wow um i think because it's hard it's it's hard right and amy it doesn't it doesn't it physically you can't hide away you can't hide there's no edit you know what i mean that's the thing so you know amy talks about this with video and she talks about how the reason why people don't do video in general forget live video for a second for like one second let's forget live video People don't do it because it's hard. It's easy to write a blog and kind of live behind a keyboard and never show your face. It's, I mean, some people argue that it's easy to do a podcast because you don't have to show your face. You can kind of create any persona you want. Um, And I'm a podcaster as well, like you mentioned, so it's not like I'm talking bad about podcasters. Um, But with live video, you're in the moment. You're in that moment. You can't run away from what you're doing at that moment. Um, you have to be – I mean you, you can fake it. You, you can fake it on live video. I'm not saying you can't. It's just a lot harder when people can read your, your eyes, your, you know, your expressions, your, your body language in that moment um, you know, when you're saying things. You can't go back and like, oh, OK. I blinked at the wrong time. I, want, you know, I didn't look sincere here. You can't do that. I mean if, if you had a bad day and you kind of have a, <laughs> a, a look on your face with live video, it, it's there. So um, I think the reason why brands stray away is because they don't have control, right? It's this control issue um, that brands are like, well, we don't really have full control of this. So how do we, how do we keep it – how do we keep our message or, or put our message out there in this situation? Oh, well, we can't because we don't have anybody that can do this. And they're afraid I, – I know I was talking yesterday um, – to a friend of mine who works for for Zoom, Amir Zanozi, and he's and he was mentioning that brands are not wanting their employees to do live video for them. Um, I'm sorry, influencers. They're not hiring influencers because they're afraid of what the influencers are going to do. Like they're they're not <laughs> yeah. fully confident, right. or it's not even that they're not fully confident. They don't understand how people buy today. Right or p- how people consume today. Um, we mentioned it before. People are watching YouTube. They're watching, um, you know, live video content or, or video content on their phones, and, and 
tablets. They're watching because they like somebody, right? They watch you watch PewDiePie on YouTube because you like PewDiePie. You, you watch Casey Neistat because you like Casey Neistat. You watch Amy Schmidtower because you like Amy Schmidtower. Um, but with brands and traditional publishing, they're trying to force something down your throat. Yeah. So this yeah. is different. Yeah. This is very, very different for them. And they're not understanding that, hey, if you hired you know, a Chris Ducker to do a live video for you, or if you hired a Casey Neistat or an Amy Schmidow or Vincenzo Landino or whoever, they need to continue producing for their audience. Just because they have a Coca-Cola can in their hand doesn't mean they can change the way they broadcast or they can't change the way they talk to their audience. And so that's what brands are really afraid of. They're like, well, we don't, we don't know who to work with because there's no one that is going to just do exactly what we tell them to do. We want, you know, we want our message out there, but we also want to control exactly how it's done. And, well, yeah, and so, but, but that's, you know, that's the whole thing that brands, I mean, that, that's why I believe that, you know, I've been, and I've been harping on about my P2P philosophy for years and years and years, that people-to-people relationship-building type approach to business where people want to do business with other people. And that's, I still believe that brands don't get that. That they, they, they understand the power of that P2P connection, but they don't get it in regards to eliminating all of that old school marketing mindset that, that a lot of big yeah. brands still have um, and focusing on that P2P relationship. Like, oh, it's too slow or it's not mm-hmm. scalable or whatever it is. Like I call a huge amount of BS on that. And, and I think that, you know, I, and I agree with you 100%, 110% actually. Where when you say that, you know, brands are skeptical to hire people because that personal brand element, even though it will be there and you'll be able to connect with people a little easier, um, the fact is that it's still that personal brand kind of almost infiltrating their own brand. It's like yeah. when I see celebrities, you know, on, on TV, particularly here in the United States, you all love commercials. And, you know, it's, do you know how hard it is to watch anything in America on TV? Like, I, that's why I don't watch TV, because just as you get into something, whether it be the news or a TV show or whatever... You know, five minutes of commercials and eight minutes of content. Oh, it's ridiculous. But when I see, I don't know, Jamie Foxx, for example, coming out talking about, I, can't, I saw him in a commercial the other Verizon. day. Yeah, okay. So he comes out talking about how great Verizon is. Um, but I'm not aligning myself with Verizon. All I'm thinking, oh, look, mm-hmm. there's, there's Jamie Foxx. He played Ray Charles in that movie that I loved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so yep. it's, it's, there's still a disconnect. They're getting it, but there's still a disconnect there, I think. Um, whereas what they really need to do is get the CEO or the founder to pop on and do something. Like I saw that with, uh, was it eHarmony? Uh, the, the founder of eHarmony, I think, yeah. in a commercial is out. And he's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, now they're starting to do it right eHarmony, good job, kudos to you, because we can align ourselves with that brand so much more because we know that's the person that's behind that brand. Richard right. Branson, Virgin Group, you know what I mean? Like all these little, you know, these, these little things that I believe matter to the consumer way more than these brands probably think it does. Um, and I think that's the power of being yourself and, and, and really just, um, you know, when you flip that switch, it's like you're saying to the people that you're outreaching to, um, hey, we get it, we're here. 
and you know we're not gonna we're not gonna give you any BS like this is the way it is kind of thing. And I love that. I love yeah, that. It, there's. Like I said, or you know, to answer your question specifically, like, a little more specifically, or at least to to get on that topic again, um, it, it's all about understanding your audience, not just wanting to blast a message out there. You know, and, and that's what live video is allowing us to do. A live video is allowing us to um, uh, reach our audience where they are and be in the moment with them. And, and allows us to customize our delivery, customize our content for them, which is the only people that matter. I mean, I don't broadcast for my own, you know, for my own health. I don't, I don't you know, when I do shows and whatnot, I, it's not for me. It's for the audience. Even my podcast, it's for the audience. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not about me. It's never about me. And that's where, the, you know, that's where um, there's a lot of confusion nowadays. And that's why people aren't doing it because they don't get it. They don't understand that it's about the audience. It's about the people that are watching. They think, well, I can do this just like I've been doing everything else for the past, <laughs> you know, 100, whatever, 50 years. And, and we're just going to, you know, we're, we're just going to jam our, our agenda down your throat and you, you like it or you don't. Right. And unfortunately, that's not the way, that's not the way it works anymore. It's not the way, um, that's just not the way marketing works, period. I mean, this is not Mad Men era anymore, um, you know, where you, you create these very, very, uh, you know, I, you ever watch Mad Men? Did you ever watch? Oh, good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Mad Men is fantastic. And they just, they create these ads and people, people buy because there's a cool jingle. Like no one cares about that kind of stuff anymore. <laughs> right. Um, so it, yeah, it's just very, very interesting. Yeah, I remember sitting down watching an episode of that with my wife once. Who's, I mean, she she's involved with the business, but she's she's not a sales and marketing head at all. And I remember saying, <laughs> the only thing that she came up with, the whole the whole episode was, they really drink scotch at eleven a.m. <laughs> <sighs> back yeah. in the day, darling. Back in the day, mm-hmm. they certainly did. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they didn't break out into karaoke on on Meerkat. Back no, they, they totally should. <laughs> they totally should. You're absolutely right. So here's a question for you. In, in regards then to the way that you're now continuing to use live video for your own personal brand, um, how do you, how do you see how do you see things like for you personally? Mm-hmm. What are you going to be focusing in on with with video for your own brand itself? So right now uh, we're trying to get or use what we've learned in live video and, and how video works, how the audience is, or everything we just talked about and present brands with opportunities to have a very natural looking sponsorship partnership with us. I mean, that's what we're doing. That's how we are going forward. That's how um, I want to, uh, you know, run all of our media assets is that it needs to be, natural looking so the we're actually designing content around partnerships uh so uh for example we recently are or signed a deal with a, a company called spera um they are a platform that is everything from um, project management to invoicing to payment processing they are they kind of call themselves the platform for entrepreneurs, freelancers, independent workers. Like that that's what they do. So they actually have an, an ebook that came 
uh, not even an ebook. It's just a PDF, a downloadable PDF about uh, the freedom economy. Nice. And it's a it's a whole concept about independent workers and and how in the U.S. by 2020 we're going to have you know 50 percent of the workforce is going to be independent workers. And right now we're at 33 percent. It's a, it's an amazing you know uh, breakdown of of what's going on in this uh, in the economy. And, and and you know even in Europe it's not it's not just the U.S. It's everywhere. And uh, so what we did is we're creating content around the freedom economy, and we're we're kind of we've been deemed the freedom economists. And when I say we, it's Amy Schmidauer and myself. And so we are creating content in our shows. So on my podcast, in our live video uh, show, in Amy's video show on Savvy Sexy Social, we're creating content specifically for them. And that may not sound really novel to you and I, because, you know, we do this kind of stuff all the time, but it's really, really for those that don't do it, often or brands that have never done it this is pretty it's pretty novel like we're we're actually creating entire pieces of content it's no longer about me you know it's not what i'm going to create i'm taking my programming and i'm trying to find a way to make it work with their programming and how does that combine for our audience so um what i've decided to do and and actually no one this is going to be the you'll be the first person to know this uh what i've decided to do here's the scoop everybody just what hold I decided your to do on, on the <laughs> podcast is I'm taking folks that have left their corporate jobs, whether it's recently or in the past, you know, not too not too far into the past, but recently, like within a year or so, and I'm interviewing and I'm getting their you know I'm getting their tips of I'm not going into it and saying you know seven tips on how to leave your job. It's more like here's a real person who did it. Here's the struggles. Here's how. It happens, and oh, by the way, here's a tool that you can use for it. Right. It's and, and the audience so far, we we did one episode uh, so far, and it was just Amy and I. I haven't I haven't done the um, the rest of still recording the rest of the series, but you know what, folks are loving it. Folks are loving it. They're they're like, wow, this is a real conversation with someone who actually did this. You're not just you know re- reading an article or you didn't write a piece on this or you're doing a video kind of telling us how to leave a job or how not to it's it's an engaged interactive conversation with two people um so that's re- that's been really really interesting but that's where not only you know we are going with with our content but that's where i you know i see brands doing things that's how they're going to work it uh branded content generation you know gen z they actually love branded content they enjoy branded content um, so when they see you know their favorite YouTuber who, with a Coca-Cola bottle, they love that. So that's where we're moving into with with our current um, you know agenda or not even agenda, but that our current uh, play in the in the video world. Well, dude, I, I wish you world. Yeah, I, I I wish you all the best with it. I I think that you know there are there are really just a handful of people for me that are utilizing um, live video and just live broadcasting as a whole. Um, in the right way for the right reasons mm-hmm. uh, and you are definitely one of them you know there are literally just a handful of people that I really follow when it comes yeah. to that um, and you're right there with the best of them and uh, yeah. I, I, I truly you know for me I'm so damn excited about this I really am like I, I went real hard on Periscope real hard on Periscope last year mm-hmm. and it, it, it created a totally different 
community for me compared to the one that I had. Yes, I emailed my list about it at some point. Yes, I talked about it on the blog and the podcast at some point. So yes, there was a crossover. But I can clearly, clearly say and state that there were many, 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 many people that found me on Periscope that had never heard of me before, some of which have become clients, a lot of which actually that have become clients, particularly with within the Youpreneur community where they've joined to be part of the community. I even launched Youpreneur on Periscope live. So I actually, I think I'm pretty sure I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I it was, it was just over a year ago, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I remember explicitly, you know, pulling back the curtains and, and giving people a bit of a virtual tour, so to speak. And now things have changed so much with, you know, Facebook live being the, you know, turning into the big 800 pound silverback, gorilla <laughs> um, of live of live video and you know wirecast and being able to play full-on mm-hmm. commercials and oh, yeah. you know i haven't played around with wirecast as much as i would have liked to at this point but going into next year um you know everything will get much more classy everything will get much more pro looking um with with everything that you can do on that and and myself included and i know some people that are investing heavily into that side of things with her live broadcasts. Um, Kim Garst is, is one of them. She's already doing some great stuff with, you know, different, uh, you know, different super text and, and video and audio and music and all this sort of stuff. And I love it. I love it when I see people moving the needle like that. It's fantastic. Yeah, and you Kim, are definitely there as well, man. Oh, I appreciate it. Kim is, uh, Kim's using my, uh, my production team. <laughs> ah, a live see, video production team. I her. did not. I did not know this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's uh, interesting. So, I, so I'm curious to know then. Now that you open that door, let me walk through it for a minute. So, how does that work? Your production team are they physically in her location, or is it all no, virtual, or what? It's, so, um, uh, the fine folks at Enlightened Audio Visual that I've uh, partnered with, or, and I say I after Mark, uh, which is Amy and myself, we've partnered with. Um, they have a what's called is a brand room, meaning basically a virtual office. They are a virtual production team, and because live video, um, a, you don't need everyone in the same room. All you and, and we all have great cameras with our phones or oh, yeah. computers. They can actually produce the the show remotely. So um, we actually produced a show. Uh, let's see, f- with SAP in uh, Singapore. And SAP was in Singapore. There, were, there was multiple multiple um, cameras. And the cameras, for just so that you, you know, the cameras were just three different iPhones. So it was a three-cam, multi-camera shot, shots. Um, and they were set up in three different locations ac- around the stage broadcasting this this. Um, event they were doing down there and the brand you know the production team was in maryland and they were running the whole thing and pushing it out to facebook live they had overlays they had you know lower thirds it looked like a news broadcast they were using uh they were using the iphone cameras as the cameras out there that's so cool Uh, that's so cool. And I'm so particularly can, now with the iPhone 7. I mean, the, the camera is yeah. insane on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. That's, so they can do all that. That's cool. That's really cool. Okay, so that's good to know uh, that, A, that you know, you're doing stuff like that. And I love the way that you're moving the needle for yourself and for your own company as well. I, I think that's awesome. And I mean, oh, you have to. You have to. Yeah, and I've seen a couple of Kims and I'm like, holy moly, that yeah, looks good. It, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of. 
people that don't get live video, it's because they're not thinking, they're not really thinking what you can do with it. Like these, the, the possibilities are now endless. It's not just picking up a phone and broadcasting in front of your, you know, in front of your, um, in front of your wherever, you know, it's, it's now you can do a full on production and that's what Facebook live is, is giving us the opportunity to do. And, um, I, you know, I really think that if you want, if you want to really get into live video, you need to do it right. You know, I, I highly recommend doing it the right way. Don't just half-ass it. No one wants, yeah. no one wants, no one benefits from you half-assing it. You know, yeah. nobody. Yeah. Not you, not your, not the people watching. It's, it's just not going to happen. Agreed. hundred percent. Vincenzo, real yes, pleasure, sir. my man. Pleasure to have you on the show. I am uh, I am very very glad I finally got to be on this show and with you and and it was been uh, a while fun been little convo yeah it was it was great conversation um, so you guys tuning in uh, if you want to know a little bit more about um, Enzo as he's informally known as uh, you can yes. pop over to VincenzoLandino.com yes. and uh, yes. we'll have we'll have links to that and everything else over on the show notes which will be at ChrisDucker.com forward slash episode 193 make sure you go check that out 193 getting close to the 200 mark here my man i'm at 155 now when did you start you probably started much later than me which means you're producing a lot more than me (laughs) yes i I was i started in october of last year okay all right so you're playing Uh, catch up and you're doing a very good job daily i was doing daily for a little bit i i you know what you know what's really interesting is and I don't know if you find this, but I, pl- I tested, you know, I, like, listen, I'm transparent, I'm authentic, you know, all that, all those buzzwords. But I tested with my audience different things, like how the podcast works. So yep. I tried twice a week, three times a week. I tried short five, ten minute episodes daily. And so I, I tried different things. I tried no interviews. I tried interviews only. Like I, I did it live, though, like with the audience, not live, like I did it with them sure and um so i was i recorded for a solid month a month maybe maybe two where i was doing a daily episode and um it, yeah that that burns you out really quick <laughs> yeah no it, it certainly does yeah. and i'm curious to know what did all that testing bring you in terms of results what did you discover you know it helped me understand the audience so like i got a chance to know what exactly they were looking for um i ask for feedback i tell them leave me feedback give me feed publicly tweet at me with feedback or email me with feedback and the audience was giving me was saying like hey really loved those short updates but a lot of people didn't really like it they were like well i'd rather listen you know the way a podcast listener listens is they want to listen for the duration of their drive if you give them a five minute episode Let's say they're commuting and they're, the average commute time is what, 22 minutes, 26 minutes, whatever it is. Yep. If, they, if you're a five or 10-minute podcast, they may not listen to you because they would rather listen to a 30-minute podcast that they can listen to the entire, their entire trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rather than have to like, oh, let me go find another. Now i got to go find another 10-minute podcast. Like, so I realized that doing those short ones every day, while it was you know the download numbers looked good, it really wasn't doing me much good in terms of 
engagement. Like people weren't as engaged with the podcast. I sure. like to keep engagement. When I started doing going back to the longer interview formats, people were really biting into that, and there was it, there was meat. You know, there was something there for them to really um, bite into, and then they could engage with myself. They could engage with the guest. They would they would tweet at the guest. They would ask them questions after the fact. So I was you know I'm paying attention to all of that too, and so. I, that nothing like that happened when I was doing the daily, you know, news type updates. And mm-hmm. my, the biggest win for me was when I went to social media marketing world. There was a couple people that had noticed some of the. I had interviewed someone, uh, this girl Amanda Barely. I don't know if you know her. She has a podcast as well. Okay. And um, there was a few people that like went up to her and were like, "Oh my god, I heard you on the Brand Boost podcast." And she's like, "What?" Like she was taken back. Like she didn't even realize it. And um, it happened uh, – Carlos Gill was in Jacksonville and someone came up to him and said, um, yeah, I really love the Brand Moves podcast. So Carlos texted me and he's like, I'm with this guy who listens to you regularly. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. When I That's text- the guy, right. <laughs> he, he was like, when I text you, he was like totally in awe that I could text the guy that he listens to every day. So, and I'm just thinking to myself, wow, that, that doesn't happen that didn't happen when I was doing those daily things. I, you know, also when in just pure um, time, it just was not sustainable. It wasn't doing anybody any good to try and they were, ru- you know, I would rush to produce something every day and um, it just wasn't as good. The quality just wasn't as good. Not, not the audio quality, just the quality of the information. The quali- yeah. Good. The content itself. I, I get it completely. So, and I've, I've played around a little bit as well over the years with, with my format, both as a podcaster mm-hmm. and a blogger. Yeah. And um, I now blog once a week and that's usually including a video yeah. of some variety. Uh, and, uh, I podcast once a week, and it's yeah, just it's, the quality, and it's a little easier on the content creator. And plus, the other thing is this: you know, as as much as we like to think that our audience is only tuning into us, no. they're not. They're tuning into a lot more people than mm-hmm. just us. So, you Absolutely. know, we might we we might be their favorite, but they're still consuming content from other people. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you've got to take that into consideration as well. It's cool that yeah. you that you that, that you've tested that out. Oh, that's that's good to know. It's uh. It's been it's been interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Well, look, man, I want I want you. You know, I just want to say one more time for thank you for coming on yeah. the show, spending some time with us. You know, that, that, that power of being yourself, I think, is the overall message taken away here. And uh, like pretty much all my guests, we could have gone in a number of different ways with this conversation, but I'm glad that we took the one that we did because I think it's a message that needs to be heard a little bit more regularly than it probably is. Yeah, I I, uh, I appreciate it, and I. I got to get you on my show now. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, my man. Anytime. All right. So, um, you guys, one more time. Show notes, chrisducker.com forward slash episode 193. I'll be back at you again next week. Until then, take good care. Go out there and shoot a live video and let me know when it goes live. I'd love to check it out. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. It's the idea of an entrepreneurial community where you get to learn from the best in the business, as well as rub shoulders, gain support, have access to immediate feedback, as well as nonstop accountability from your peers is something that excites you. Then visit youpreneur.com for more information and to get started on building a business you can truly be proud of today. That's youpreneur.com. We'll see you on the inside.